Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 282, The Pacifier from 2005. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by Full Force Diesel Performance. They're your one-stop shop for any 7.3 Power Stroke engine gaskets and seals kits that come in a variety of colors, including navy. Shout out to uh, Full Force Diesel Performance. Shout out to Full Force. It sounded like they were one that we already did, had, but I think the issue, they, we haven't, they're new, yes. but I think the issue is that like all these diesel companies just sound the same to me. So Yeah, I mean, it's all like, you know, power. What do they do? They do car stuff. Cool, got it. Okay, awesome. And or it's maybe always not. performance, perfor- mm-hmm. it's diesel, performance. Power, something. performance, power, force. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, speaking of performance and force. Get to our guest in a second, but I want to shout out our patrons: Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, and Jessica Collins, aka Mon. Tess, thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. If you want your name read on every episode, TooFast2Forever.com. You also get to pick what we watch. You get bonus episodes. You get early access to every episode. You get stickers, handwritten notes, our undying love and affection. More stuff coming as we get closer to Fast X. So TooFast2Forever.com. We also have an email address if you want to email in family at cageclub.me. But we're, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Vin Diesel's turn as Shane Wolf. The most awesome, cool, <laughs> badass guy in cinema in The Pacifier. And with us to talk about The Pacifier, I think she requested it? I don't remember. I could look it up if she doesn't remember. But returning from not that long ago, more recently than we thought, Jordan Poland clark Hello, Jordan. Hello. It's me. I'm back. I don't think I requested this. We're going to find out. I would... I would I don't remember doing it if I did, but... There's also a chance that I was like, do you want to do one of these movies? There's like four left, and you're like, I'll do The Pacifier. That seems more likely. And, I mean, I know why I would request this movie. Is there... This is last July. Is there a Vin Diesel movie you want to join us for next lap? You said, ooh, maybe. Like any Vin Diesel movie? I said, not everyone, but we're doing most of them. And you said, hmm... Probably the pacifier. Oh gosh, I did request it. Okay, yeah, sure. It's so this is you. It's um, I don't like Vin Diesel. Have we talked about this before? Probably vaguely. But I don't it sounds familiar, but go ahead. I don't. But like there's actually a lot of women that don't like Vin Diesel for some reason. So that's oh, okay. I would like to know more about that. It, but so this is the like least Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel movie, or is it the most Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel movie? Um, um, I have thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. That we were watching this last night, and Rachel said that this seems like a lot of Mark, not a lot of Vin. It's Mark and Dom is what she said this was. So one of the people who will eventually be on our show, uh, who I sort of met through Letterboxd, I think, like just, you know, internet movie friend. Yeah. Her review of this movie was... Vin Diesel's real name is Mark Sinclair. Like that's, the, oh. that's that, was, that was her entire review, and I was like, and she said the fact that Maggie and I think our roommate talk about it at least once a week, and I said about as often on Too Fast Too Forever, we try to figure out where Mark, Vin, and Dom begin and end. I think the difference between Vin and Dom has been negligible since the beginning of the series, but they began to fully fuse somewhere around the sixth and seventh movies as Dom was becoming invincible. This fusion is the personality in control like 99% of the time, but Mark is the one obsessed with Facebook Live and thus the one who accidentally live-streamed his pocket at the Infinity War premiere. Yes. So when he's dorky, he's Mark. When he's not, he's Vin or Dom. We kind of come to a conclusion very similar to that, I think. That was kind of our delineators, too. Well, you guys obviously think about this a lot more than me, but one of the thoughts that I had today while watching this movie was, like, 
what is Vin because he kind of has to like be a person in this kind of he isn't mm. really but he mm. you know he has kind to talk of. to the kids you know um and like one of the thoughts that I had that I hadn't had before was like I wonder what it's like to just like sit around and like talk to like Vin what's he like in his day-to-day life you know well I will tell you that uh there's one IMDb trivia piece about this that there's the line in the movie so the background to this is that the scene where Lulu who is the younger daughter okay she's the one who's in love with Shane yep, yep. That, that shit's weird keep going we'll talk about it that she tells him she thinks he's cute was based on a real-life incident. Morgan York, the actress, upon meeting Vin, said that to him, and he awkwardly responded, thank you. The director thought it was so funny, he put it in the film. So it seems like he's just like, I don't know how to deal with this. Well, he shouldn't. That's super weird. That's an appropriate reaction. I was going to say, that's an appropriate reaction to not know how to deal with this and just be like, thank you and move along. It would be it would be much worse if like a 30 year old man knew how to deal with a child telling him that. Yeah. So he's like probably 35 here. I will also say so this is on Disney Plus. Yeah. As soon as it ended, Joe, I don't know if it was the same thing for you. It immediately prompted to me, hey, want to watch The Game Plan starring yes, The Rock? hundred percent. Like, no. It absolutely did. Yep. That, is that, is that like the same movie, but with The Rock? They all did one. They all did one movie where it's like... No, because The Rock has like the Tooth Fairy 2 or something, right? What's The Game Plan? It's He's like, I think he's he's like a... It's not this? Oh, no, it's also this. Yeah, he has a young daughter. Yeah, yeah. so he has to become he, he becomes a father. He's a, he's a football player who like has it all as like a single man. Then it's like you know he, he unexpectedly has children. But yeah, he also did the Tooth Fairy. We talked about recently that Jason Statham has not done this, Jordan. Even though we feel like he would be probably pretty good at it, based if if nothing else other than like his his scene with the baby in Fate of the Furious. He would probably be the funniest at it. Like I don't. Well, he's think... the funniest of the three of them. Like he he's the only one with the actual sense of humor. Yeah, like Vin Diesel wasn't. He made me laugh twice, which is, I guess, more uh, times than he's ever made me laugh Honestly, before. pretty good. I would say it's a pretty good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty um, decent. The Rock is probably, like, medium funny at it. But yeah, Jason Statham would be the funniest. I feel like we have not really verbalized this, but I feel like this podcast collectively has shifted against The Rock since he had the bad blood with Vin. Because we have to pick a side, sort of, we have to pick Vin. And so I just think that, like, we're kind of all rooting for him to fail at things because we want him to return to the Fast and Furious because he's better. He's at home there. In the shadiest, shadiest, evilest way, I hope everything that The Rock does fails just because I know that then he will need the financial Mm -hmm. support of rejoining the Fast and the Furious. And, like, that's not fair. It's not nice. But for my own personal gain, I would like to see, like, the XFL crumble, Young Rock, Black Adam, all of it totally fine by me so that he comes like crawling back and has to do the last fast and the furious movie you know maybe we'll see at some point but okay so if you do not know what the pacifier is it again it is on disney plus but having recovered from wounds received in a failed rescue operation navy seal shane wolf is handed a new assignment protect the five plumber kids from enemies of their recently deceased father a government scientist whose top secret experiment remains in the kids house so this is directed by adam shankman who did hairspray the zeph version of hairspray oh, disenchanted okay. and a walk to remember it was written by thomas lennon and robert ben garant who are like very funny dudes like they're the reno 911 guys they oh. did i want to see the original script because i'm certain that this is not the script that they wrote right because they also they, they they wrote the the zeph baywatch as well okay like they they were both very, very funny as, like, just performers and writers. They also did, I think, all the Night of the Museum movies, too, maybe. But, like, they also wrote a book on screenwriting about, like, how to, you know, basically how to win, how to how to make millions. Of, what's the, the title of their book is really funny. Hold on. Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, How We Made a Billion Dollars at the Box Office, and You Can, too. Like, they are very open about, like, hey, you can, it's not that hard to write movies or whatever. Like, it's hard to sell them, but, like, you can write movies and go from there. Um, but they're both really, really funny dudes, and this movie is not? I mean, it's it's a kid's movie. Right. It's like it a also, silly Disney kid's movie. It's very cartoony, like. Yeah. That's the best way I know how to describe it. I think the better, the bigger issue I have with this, not that it's not funny, because I know that's not really for me, but it just feels like this is exactly the movie that I thought it was going to be. Yep. And yep. nothing about it was like, 
you know, really cater to Vin Diesel other than maybe some driving scenes, maybe. Fighting also, a little bit. There was some fighting scenes, yeah. But that's just, like, action dude. Like, any dude who's just, like, like, if you're, like, okay, okay, so here's the other thing. So there were, like, a bunch of different people who were, you know, and again, to your point, Jordan, a bunch of different screenplays, different script versions, whatever. But a lot of other people were considered or offered or attached or even cast in this movie. Jackie Chan was, for a while, it seems like, the guy for this movie. Oh, So that would have been okay. wildly different. So, like, yeah. in the Jackie Chan version, they had the pet duck, which is just in the movie for no reason, because yes. that was in the Jackie Chan thing. And then, like, when he left, they just kept the duck. But also Statham, who we mentioned. The Rock, who we mentioned, Mark Wahlberg, and Bruce Willis. So just, like, all of those people can do fight scenes. Like, it's not like you're writing fight scenes catered specifically to Vin Diesel. True. You're writing them just as, like, muscle dude who has to deal with kids and doesn't like kids, whatever. I feel like they are all, everyone you just, I mean, maybe Vin too, but they're, like, they're above this. Like, like because this wasn't, like... I feel like you named it already. Like, it's exactly what you expected. Like, it doesn't aim very high. It doesn't try very hard. Like, most of the jokes are pretty lazy. Like, it's not impressive at all as a movie. And also, it's, like, total nonsense, and some of it's pretty upsetting, which is true for most kids' movies, but, like, it's gotten better since, what year was this, 2005? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gotten better since then, but... I'm looking because I want to see how this was received. Rotten Tomatoes is either broken very, or you very can't poorly. Find it. I saw, yeah, I saw a thing today that was just like Vin, like Vin Diesel, like really takes one trying to do the pacifier. So, like, it was like very grating. Like, even like the headline was well. Bad. Like, what's what's interesting about this is that you, Jordan, you're saying like he's a they're above this or like even maybe Vin. Like, this is still early enough in his career. When did it come that out? He, That's what I wanted to know too. 2005. So this is no, but I mean like between what and what? Yeah. And what? So between Too Fast, okay, and Tokyo Drift. So he is gone from that. Yeah. Um, it's the scene. It's after Chronicles of Riddick. So it's after Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. Oh God. Okay. And it's between I think or maybe it's after Triple X Two, but he's not in that. So like he's been in one Fast and Furious, he's been in one Triple X, and he's been in two different Riddick movies. And there's other movies that we've covered that he's been in, but like in terms of like the action star that he is now, where he's like, I've got three franchises and I'm in twelve Fast and whatever, right? Like yeah. that's not where he is yet. So like I don't know that he's necessarily above it. I think he's better than this. It made two hundred million dollars. So like on a fifty six million dollar so like people saw it. A lot, yeah. But I think just people, people went to go see a Disney family movie, right? Probably right. also true, yeah. The other INDB trivia that I wanted to share that I think is very, very funny was that as of September 2019, so right before that sweet, sweet pandemic, this film has the third highest volume of DVD sales in relation to years since release, which is not a metric I thought that anybody actually tallied, but sure. Wait, say it again? It's a nice, I don't think I nice, understand. It's actually a really nice metric. Like, I the actually kind of like it. The third highest volume of DVD sales in relation to years since release. So it's not like this is the third highest selling DVD of all time, but... In the years that it's, it's been only since been it's out, been released. Yeah, yeah, 14 years. And so the number, whatever, whatever. But this is why it gets good. Okay. This is largely due to Alex Hall, an Australian, who owns 2,400 copies. Oh, that's weird. Why does why, he own 2,400 copies? I have no idea. That was the end of the trivia. I was like, do I want to look this <laughs> up? And I was like, I want to know more. I also don't want to know more. I want to leave. I want to let the mystery be. I wonder if I wonder if they're all the same copy, if they're all like different copies. This is a fun game though. Can you imagine if you had a friend and it's like their birthday and you're like and it's him, you're like, Well, I know what I'm getting this guy. Another copy of the pacifier on DVD. <laughs> like there there's a oh, who what was the movie? Or what was the book? There was some movie oh, it was there's some guy who collects VHS copies of Jerry Maguire. It's Jerry Maguire, yes. Yeah. I know that one. VHS copies. I never heard about this, and I feel like it would have come up when, when like you know, when we did Jerry Maguire for Cruise Club. Like, oh, this guy's got this many VHS, but like this guy's got this many of the pacifier. It seems fake, but also I want it to be real. I believe it. I believe it in my heart that he has 
2,400 copies of the Pacifier just sitting. So I hope that they're all lined, like, in DVD shelves like you have, Joey, that's just like, hmm, what movie am I going to watch today? And he just, like, walks <laughs> by, and he's like, I, maybe the Pacifier. I think I'll watch the Pacifier today. Do you think he watches, like, different copies? Probably, and you know what I want him to do is there was, like, a thing, like, somebody had, like, a thousand copies, like, the Beatle White Album, and they put them all on at the same time, and, like, because, like, you know, their albums, they're, like, are just a hair off of each other from, like, warping Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I want him to play every copy he has of the Pacifier on a different television at the same time. Like, try to start them all at the same time. See what happens. Cool. Oh, I just imagine it's more like a museum. Mm. Um, where like the different like covers are on display and like you know he swaps okay. them out for ones that he likes more sometimes but it is yeah. definitely playing at all times on multiple screens in the museum on rotten tomatoes according to wiki the film has a 21 percent approval rating based on 130 reviews with an average rating of 3.8 out of 10 the site's official consensus reads quote vin diesel parodies his tough guy image for the family audience but the result is only moderately amusing on metacritic it has a weighted average of 30 out of 100 based on 27 critics in- indicating quote generally unfavorable reviews Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A- on the A-plus F scale. Oh. Roger Ebert gave it two stars out of four, saying the premise is promising, but somehow the, me- the movie never really takes off. The first thing I thought was the first, like, ten minutes, like, there's a long time where it's just, like, an action scene, right? Like, it's just them doing military shit. And I'm like, this is so much heavy lifting yes. to yes. prove that he's good at his job. It's just, and like, the runtime's an hour, like, an hour thirty sharp. Yeah, which is blessedly it's it's exactly the right length if yes if still maybe a little too long but i'm like you're spending so much time to be like hey this guy's a macho dude it's like yeah we kind of get it like that's the point of like casting a vin diesel like it's the look right so i don't know it, it feels like it's just that the balance of things is off we watched this movie pretty intoxicated and i just want to say it was very enjoyable uh we 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 really liked how wholesome it was i think you might have seen rachel said that this is probably her favorite vin diesel movie like at this point that's insane i know i i'm not there but i did find it like really gentle i did like that he's like you know poking fun at himself it's not a good movie it's not a movie i'd recommend to anyone but like in the mindset that we were in and at the time and watching it i was like you know what this is pretty pretty silly goofy fun I think the only Vin Diesel movie I like less than this is Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, which is a movie that I don't even know if you've ever heard no, of. No, definitely not. Uh, starring Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, and Kristen Stewart. It's not good. Like, this is just, I mean, again, I know this is not for me. I watched this sober. I know that I had lots of issues here in terms of, like, the way that I watch this movie. But, like, Jordan, did you like any parts of it? Like, you la- what were the two parts that made you laugh? Okay, I laughed. I think they were very close. No, I think I'm forgetting about one of them. Okay, okay. I laughed. Are there, is there three, are you saying, or, or you just forget one of the two? There's what I think I laughed twice, but I can remember okay. one other thing that inside my head, I was like, that was funny. Um, okay. But it should have been funnier. Like, I don't think he did a good job at, at what they wrote for Okay, me. okay. So there was, like, the part where he is, like, getting introduced to the the kids and okay. there's the babysitter lady and yes. the baby Munch's and he's wife. like oh that's who that she's well, that's, it's, Car- it's carol kane it's carol yeah, kane she's, she's in, from kimmy she makes a million things her, i know her from princess bride right yeah she's in like a ton of things i just yeah, i i'm everything. just thinking about munch because he just died so because he just died rest in peace yeah. i spend all day every day watching svu and do you we watch a yeah. ton of this view i so, watch yeah. so much SVU, and i just finished everything that's on hulu and i had to start over for the first time uh, rachel's okay. done that a few times yeah Apparently, Carol King, this is one of her four most known for roles. She's most known for no, The Princess Bride, so you're right no. there. Then Adam's Family Values, then The Pacifier, and then Scrooged. But she's been no. in 166 Scrooge. things. Scrooge, yeah. that for her. I think the first thing that I like, I, I remember or like noticed her in or whatever is she's the the wacky downstairs lady in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Also that, yes, yes, yes. She's been in a million things. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Carol Kane was the babysitter, kind of. Mm-hmm. I have, like, so many questions about what this setup was supposed to be mm-hmm. um, in the family. But so he's, like, introduced to her and the baby, and he goes, ma'am, baby. And it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
addresses the baby as baby in a very formal way. Well, he also does later when he's like, I don't have time to remember all your names. You're Red Leader. You're Red One. You're Red Baby. And she's like, why why Red Baby? But like, again. That's the part that I think should have been inside my head. I was like, oh, that's funny. But like, he delivered did it this poorly joke. enough yeah. that like, it wasn't funny. <laughs> but it should have been. I think my my not issue because it's not the issue. I, I don't really have issues with this movie. Like I kind of understand what it is or whatever. But the thing that surprised me is that there are five kids. Like that seems like so many kids. Well, they live in you... like a fucking mansion. Yeah, but like two. in terms of like screenwriting simplicity, it would be like three. Three. You're right. I'm. No, I'm but with it you. was it was funnier. I think like okay because it was somehow escalated the situation that there was two really little kids like there was a baby but there was also a baby a, like who toddler could walk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we couldn't was talk. that the, was that the name of, that you were looking for a baby that can walk <laughs> yeah you know there's baby after when babies there's walking birth, babies, babies that can walk, and then they become kids there, there's ground babies walking babies we have like different versions of them all over the place yeah you know um and then there was like the middle kid and then the two older kids um, the teenagers yeah that there was so, yeah no there was something and they like they gave them all enough to do that i don't feel like any of those children were wasted in this movie and they just made it so that he was more overwhelmed cuz there were so many of them it just feels like this is a lot like that's why when there's five kids like you know it's a wealthy family like you, you that's why you have a carol king cause like also for a while i'm like is she gonna be in the whole movie i did like, i thought this too yeah i was like is she throughout also, the whole thing yeah they also didn't really even there was no explanation of like like he walked in the door and they were like this is your babysitter not this lady who's in your home all the time who is obviously like clearly the, the nanny <laughs> yeah. yeah like like sh- like and she left so fast like it was so easy to get rid of her like i question yeah. how long she's been a part of that family well she dips herself too which is pretty smart on her end so the older two kids are both like working actors still like they're both like no yeah the one kid's in ba- babes motel i recognize the boy well, for sure yeah, I'm not the girl yeah. but like the boy i was like oh and then i was like rachel what is he in like what do i recognize him from and she said Bates motel so He's also from another movie, Joe, that we have covered on this podcast. Do you remember? I she think said also it. maybe she said the it. same year. She said it, but I forget. Go ahead. What was it? Catch That Kid with Kristen Stewart. Oh, yes. That's right. That I thought it today. Actually, she did not say this, but like I, I was at work today, and I was like, I started thinking about the fucking Kristen Stewart movie, and I was like, why am I thinking about this movie? And it had to be that he inceptioned himself into it. Max Terrio. Yeah, and then the older sister is Brittany Snow, who I think is most known for probably the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, um, cool. She's like one of the leads in that, but she's also in the new movie, last year's movie X by Ty West, that movie oh. that everybody loved with Mia Goth. And she's also in the aforementioned Hairspray. But yeah, like it's it's. I think it's kind of rare to see like child actors they're not like child actors like they're teen actors so like they're closer to like regular working actors but like to just stay in the business and so like they're both like pretty successful kid actors who like kept going so like i was like oh Amen. good for them yeah exactly i'm down get the bag always i'm happy yeah. for you my first real issue with this movie is that at one point vin hears gunfire right and he's like what is this? He like he like runs around the yes. house to try to figure this out, and then he goes and there's like the duck on top of the TV, and the girl is playing Mortal Kombat too. I'm like, there's no gunfire in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> is that the first thought you had too? Yep. Also, like it's like a 12 year old video game on like a weird, outdated like she's like a new system, but like an outdated game. I'm like, what? Did no one? What? Call like, of Duty. The, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Existed. Halo. Anything. Right. Like just yeah. What do you? But I was like, okay, that's issue number one. Do you think that would have to be like a ratings thing? Like they can't show a violent video game? Well, I guess it's Mortal, it's Mortal Kombat. Mortal That's like Kombat the worst. Is like the yeah, most is the violent worst. series You're of right. all time. Yeah. But there's just no I have a shots. larger question about the violence in this. Yeah. Because this is a kid's movie. This is rated right. PG. It's not for us. This is for children. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like, what, like, I know, like, I know that it is common to have like this amount of like violence in kids' movies, but I do think it's becoming again like less common so to watch this now like is feels so 
the amount of like anger and violence in this is really strange. It's high. And you know what else we notice is like, so you're, you're saying this. Yes. And we notice that there's like a lot of like fist fights where they're like, they're not using like weapons. Right. But then there's also a ton of guns for no reason. Like guns seem to be like totally fine. There was something like they're like fighting and they're like not using like they're using what should be a sword, but it's not a sword. Oh, they're like they have like sticks. Remember like when the guys break in the house? That's what I'm talking about. It's also the 2000s and like there was just like weird action vibes in general and like weird violence and like things just sort of feel out of whack about most things from this era in general. For like sure. The, yeah. Like yeah. the Brad Garrett hyper masculine Dude, energy so I'm like, what the what? Weird. fuck is that like, wrong was the with everybody part. loves Brayman- raymond's brother dude he is he's so aggressively bullying a student like i think i think you know if you follow along with high school slumber party the podcast where brian rodriguez and some of his teenage friends no not teenage friends i always say that like accidentally but also i think it's funny um like we're you watch movies today and like the bullying thing is like has so strongly pivoted. I'm like, unless it's about, unless the movie is about that, like kids are more accepting of each other. Cause like kids in real life now are more accepting of each other. Yeah. Generally speaking, generally, but yeah. to see this here, like it's like six football players picking on Max Terrio, like the older brother and like the, the vice principal, you know, Brad Garrett is just like, okay with it. And no, then encouraging he's like, it almost. And then he wants to fight Vin Diesel. I'm like, why, what is this? And then, and he's also like super bullying him when he wants to be in the play oh, and yeah. not and not a wrestler like he's such a dick about it it was a wild scene to me i th- this was the like the most dating part of the movie and if we w- if we're talking high school summer party uh i would give this the award of thing i want less of in the movie yeah. mm-hmm. it would just be like delete everybody loves raymond's brother just get rid well, of him at the end, they use dressing him up as a nun as, like, a funny joke, which, like, it's not – it's a very gendered, like, un- unnecessary joke that's not funny. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the one thing I'm, I'm glad that the movie did not go into was that, like, although they might have and I might have missed it, but, like, I think there was a real opportunity for, like, early, mid-2000s, like, theater is gay, and I don't think they did that. They kind of did. I think they tiptoed they kinda, on, like, I think on they did, too. It, okay, then maybe it wasn't as bad as it could have it's been. It's like the polarity was... of, like, he's either a cool wrestler or, like, a lame theater right. kid, yeah, right? Yeah, because and he that's... was, like, he was, like, are the girls gonna think I'm weird? And Vin Diesel was, like, I think they already do. <laughs> but And then he was, like, but don't worry, like, one day you're gonna kill it. But, like, no, that, that vibe was there. Because, like, there's also the weird, like, pivot that this movie fakes out for, like, 40 seconds until it's, like, nope, just kidding. Is that, like... Oh wait, is he, he a neo Nazi? He might be a Nazi. That oh, that one got Rachel was, really like, good. <laughs> like, I was thinking like it was such a weird choice. Very, very weird. Would, but would they dress kids up as Nazis even to show the sound of music play today without mentioning that that's their you know what I mean? Like just casually. Yeah. I don't I don't think you can do that anymore. Because I found it really off putting just kids walking around with swastikas on. Yes, I did. I, I found it very jarring. I was like, I don't think this could happen. Yes. Because like the first the first sign of trouble was that he dyed his hair blonde. And I'm just like, okay, but like Eminem is like the biggest artist in the world right now, and like he has this exact thought, hair. And it's like Yeah, I thought that was maybe normal. just rebellion, right? Like yeah. it's just like, okay, there's a new guy in my house, my mom's not around, blah blah blah. I dyed my hair blonde. Fine. I didn't know that he was going Hitler youth. Okay, and then they're like, and then we found this, and they pull out a literal Nazi armband, and I'm just like, hold on, what? What movie? What are we doing here? Yeah, Rachel's like, is he a Nazi? I was like, there's no, this has to be a setup for something else. Like, it's too, it's too grandiose for me to believe that they're going to actually let this kid be a Nazi, and thank God I was right. But it would have been a much different film if he would have just been a Nazi. <laughs> Because literally the next scene is him doing a song from uh, Sound of Music. Yes. Oh my god, no, that was like, the other thing that made me laugh. Sorry. Go for do it. Fi- do you want to finish your sentence? No, well, I mean, no, I'm just like, it's just like, the movie's like, okay, we can't really commit to this Nazi thing, so like, let's just uh, show him the musical, like, immediately. So I thought, like, 
the way that he would fall when he was dancing was hilarious because like it was so it was so over the top like I don't know if I just see it that way because I do move and dance but like there was like one time that he like did a turn around and like very obviously like landed it fine and then just like fell down on the I thought it was so funny and there was like a part where he's like singing with a lady by the way where is this play like because he is like school no because like the lady's like 40 (laughs) it's true she was like 40 (laughs) that i'm I'm sorry to derail it but no it's a good question no it's like that's like a company local theater no it's like it has to be like the local theater no because at the end they they perform the play and and the principal tells him that he should come on as like the theater director and then he's like, I think that role's already been filled, and that's when Brad Garrett, Brad Garrett is in the nun costume. So like, that is definitely like a school production. So, so they let a teacher be the like female lead. I have heard stories. I have heard like, stories what? from friends and on podcasts and stuff that like there, there's weirdness out there with like high school productions of stuff. Like it's it gets weird. So, but like. Yeah, that is, that just feels very. I don't know, man. Can you imagine? And she's not like the theater like. She's not like the theater teacher. Like that guy, like leaves, right? He, like that's why we get Vin Diesel there. Yeah. So like I could see if it was like, oh, like, we, you know, we're an all boys school, and I'm the female theater director, and like there's nobody to do this thing, and like it's kind of self serving and lame, but like I'll be the lead, like the female lead, so we can like still have the show. Can you imagine being like a like a student who wants that role, and the teacher gets it instead? Can you? That's imagine? what I mean. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then there's like, yeah, know. like the whole like like the romance between them, and it's like this just feels weird, man. Like the other part that made me laugh a lot was like there was another dance part where like she's like standing up on a thing and she hops down and he's supposed to catch her, and the first time he just straight up doesn't. Yes, uh, yes. he goes like full jelly arms, and she falls down. Anyway, I like that. Well, no, I think it's good. Like, I think so. These are not. Are they? Are these Vin Diesel things? Or these are Max Terrio things. These are Max Terrio. Max. Things. Yeah, they're okay. Right. I was just giving like credit to the movie for like gotcha. Doing okay. Something that was. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I want to see if, if Vin was actually making you laugh, but just like things around Vin. Got it. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Did you like speaking of dances? Did you like the Peter Panda dance that Vin does? That was. I mean, I thought that was sweet. Like that was a good, like. That was good. It was cute writing to have like that be the thing at the end because like it was established at the beginning that this man who Vin Diesel let get murdered and then Mm -hmm. he's the person who goes to take care of his family (laughs) and they're not mad at him at all, (laughs) Um, which I think is interesting. No, but but that dude loves his family. He loves his kids. That's the thing is like I think that was the one thing that they really established is that like that the dad who's dead like really loved his family so like i don't know that was sweet but then also like okay when that little boy calls vin diesel daddy i'm Mm -hmm. like that's the saddest thing i've ever heard like this man has been in your house for a week your dad is dead you're like three years old and you're calling this him daddy like it was just wait when you when you say when you say that kid i just want to make sure you're talking about the the baby who walks right the baby who walks. The walking baby. The walking, yeah, the walking baby. baby. When the walking baby calls him dad. Okay, just want to make sure that we're on the same page there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was that was heart ripping for us too, and we're like, we actually had like a side conversation that we were like, how do you react to that? Like, you told the story about the oh you're cute situation, like that that's fine, but like, how would you react if like some random child was like, thanks dad? Well, it's not some random child. Like this that's is a, a ra- this is a kid. Th- th- three He's three days. No, no, no. I mean. They've developed a bond. This is this is at least the second time that he's done that dance for him. You know what I mean? Like they, this is not a random. Like this is a father figure to this kid. Like, it's, it's been like a week. That's what I'm saying. There's no way, Joey. I'm on the complete other side. Like, I'm, no, I'm not saying they're like it's, strangers. It's normal. I'm saying he's not a random kid. It's not like it's not like a kid you at the give park. A kid, yeah, it's not like you give a kid a ball back. He's like, hey, thanks, Dad. It's just like that's a random kid. Like this I would is, be, I would be less freaked out by that. It'd be like, no, oh, no, he must no, have just no, like no. you know, like I look like his dad with a hat on, or like he he didn't mean to say he meant to say Mister and said Dad instead, just like a little kid. But like that, this is like just enough that they're like, okay, they're friendly, but not enough for that to be like not the weirdest fucking experience ever. 
again, it's the kind of thing that a movie like this does to prove that he's making inroads with the family. I don't think it's weird. I think it would be much weirder if just some random kid was just like, hey, dad, thanks, dad. I love you, dad. Um, I think this is more normal. It's maybe not normal normal. That kid needs help. They all need to process the death of their father. I think, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about it. And I feel like this is another instance of like, we're really, this movie is looking at this dead man through the wrong lens, maybe a little bit. Like he was this amazing, like family man who loved his family so much. But like, I don't know when Vin gets to the house and he's like, you must be upset. She's like, ah, he was never home anyway. And like this, (laughs) this little boy doesn't even know who his father is. Like, it's like, like, He's old enough. So you're thinking to, this like, guy's a shitbag? He was just like a giant kind absentee shitbag? Yeah, kind of. Well, because the mom, Faith Ford, from the critically acclaimed TV show Hope and Faith, where Hope was played by Kelly Ripa, um, a show I've never seen a single second of, but I just know that it exists. Uh, she says, yeah, he was gone for five, six, seven months at a time. I'm like, what kind of job is that? He was a spy. He's a seal. He basically just, like, came home, got her pregnant once every two years, and then left again. Like, that's what it seems like. Yeah. It seems crazy. That seems crazier to me than the kid. Well, she was living in this huge-ass house, dude. I don't think she was was living a pretty cushy life. She got a nanny. She got a big-ass house. I think that, you know, maybe you just, there's some some compromise there. And probably she was like, if this dickhead doesn't want to be here, (laughs) I don't want him to be here either. At least I'm living here. I have a very important question for the two of you that I thought yes. of, and I don't know the answer. Okay. So Vin Diesel, the man, Mark Sinclair, is a father. Yes. Dom Toretto, also a father. Yes. Came to it a little bit later in life, not knowing that, like, not there at the birth, because he didn't know Elena was pregnant. Yes. Do you think the character, not the actor, but the character of Dominic Toretto has ever changed a diaper? No, yeah. definitely not. No, right? Like, that's, that's the answer. Yeah, he, like, pawns it off on Mia. I'm sure that like Brian's even changed his So you so I'm sure Brian's Letty, changed a diaper. Do you know but Brian's changed, changed a diaper? His child. I think Brian's changed his child's diaper is what I'm saying. Okay, but okay, so so Dom and Letty are raising baby Brian. Yes. Right? I think Letty's Little done baby. it. So so Letty changes a hundred percent of the diapers of a baby that's not hers. Yes. That's the love child of her husband and his now dead ex girlfriend. Yes. yes. Poor Letty, man. I know no, I don't think it's a hundred percent because I think that like that you got enough of the fucking crew around that I like I said, I think Mia has, Brian has, I think Letty has, probably like Han. I could even see uh, like I could even see Tej doing a diaper or two. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, I got you. Like, not Roman, but, but like, I Dom think... Dom never once. No. It's wild. If... I, think I, I think I agree, but it's insane to think <laughs> right? about. It, is. it absolutely is, yes. I think so, too. The other question I had while watching this movie, and I knew that it was coming, and it's also, like, you know, it's basically the poster, but there's this, there's this shot where he's, like, getting ready to bring them all to school, right? And, like, it's the gearing up montage where he's doing, like, diaper bags and bottles and everything like yes. that. Yes. Do you think that was, like, the visual that they had for this movie? And they're like, how do we build a movie around it? Because it feels like that, like, idea, like, that that scene is just like, what if it was, like, a military guy, but all of his stuff is just baby stuff? They're like, oh, let's write a movie about that. Like, that feels like that's almost enough to do an entire movie about just, like, that one idea. I think that some old white guy looked at his watch and goes, it's been a long time since we did Kindergarten Cop, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, what about, like, not, like, actually a teacher but like kind of hangs out at the school and is like a military guy not a cop and everybody's like yeah that works we could do that one i think say they looked at their watch and like we haven't sold a movie for a million dollars in like six weeks like let's just uh let's do that again let's just bang out some other garbage that that too but i think i think it was more like have we like left kindergarten cop rest long enough because we can like make something pretty similar to that like essentially like a sequel without the same characters because like arnold's probably like the governor at this point or something mm-hmm. like yeah so like okay who can we find like statham the rock vin diesel like okay Wahlberg, like all those let's guys just, let's work. ask all of them jackie one chan of them's bound to say yes yeah one of them's gonna do this disney movie for us right like it'll sell mm-hmm. yeah it did i want to see a movie with all of them in it and for some reason they have to hang out with like 50 kids of all different ages and like deal okay. with that. 
I want to see just like the very escalated version of this. Yeah, but I do. I would like the dynamic of the Rock, Statham, and Vin Diesel all trying to run like a fifty-child daycare. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yes. It's perfect. Yeah, I really like that. I really liked Vin's tagline in this: "Is my way no highway?" Mmm. Because it felt very Fast and the Furious to me. Sure. He also kind of Tokyo drifts into a parking space. He does. The van The van drifting was very reminiscent of Brian, Tokyo Drift, and just generally Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that, like, Brian could maybe learn a thing or two about driving a minivan from Vin in this movie. I feel like Vin really pushes the limits of this minivan in a way that Brian never does in 7. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, because Brian, Brian, but Brian's a buster, right? He's always, like, the more safe He's also just driving kids to school. Like, he's not actually trying to, like, race people, right? So. Yes, 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 yes. There is a scene where Vin literally goes diving into shit to recover a tracking bracelet. So I was like, okay, that's that's certainly a movie. That was a fucking choice. And, by the way, the mom from Gilmore Girls being in this. Lauren Graham as the principal of the school. That was an interesting thing because Rachel loves Gilmore Girls. So, like, I've seen it on the background of my house quite a few times. And I don't know... If you know this joke, have you ever watched Gilmore Girls or know anything about it? Uh, I've walked through the room while I, when, I, when I was living with my sister and she was doing one of her many Gilmore Girls rewatches. So I've seen it on as okay. I passed through the room. Same. So, okay. But do you, did you ever notice that they talk like so fast in Gilmore yeah, that's, Girls? Yeah, that's the thing that's that like everybody thing. talks about. Yes, okay. that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, her talking at normal speed felt like I was listening to her at half speed. Like mm. when I saw her doing this, I you was like, You only know fast okay? talking Lauren Graham. Yes, exactly. Yeah. By the end of this movie, she's dating Vin Diesel. So I mean, that's a I think it's a win for both of them. Maybe, maybe more for him than her. But I think it's a I think it's a nice a nice matchup, nice nice pairing. Yeah, and she was also like you know also a Navy lady, so it made sense. Which felt, which was I guess nice, not necessarily necessary characterization, but it was nice. Yes, that it she was had because a, a she thing. saved the day at the end. I think Vin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was trying to give the movie like a compliment, but I guess I don't know. It feels like she would just like in, in another in another movie like this. She's just like the principal, like she's the pretty lady that he's around, but she's actually given a little bit more to do here in a way that I th- I thought was kind of surprising. She joined in on the violence. She was like, "Oh, yes. I can also do violence." Mm-hmm. The, yes, that that was funny, but I didn't like how immediately submissive she was to just whatever Vin told her. Like she's the principal of the school, and Vin's like, "We need to do this." She's like, "Yes, sir." I think she was deferring to him at like knowing she's like, the principal and a, also like, navy woman. I know, but like being a um, like a like she knows the kids are in danger. Is I think why she was okay. doing that. And he's like you know a big important like, military okay. dude. And like like I think to her, she's just like that supersedes everything because the kids are in danger. I That's think it's also, like, perception. she's probably a little bit bored by her new life, and, like, to have a little bit of excitement around is probably exciting to her, right? Like, she's like, oh, because like, I was also thinking, like, in what world would a school, like, let a grown man who's not a family member just, like, hang out at the yes. school and, like, watch kids well, all day and, and like, also, interact like, with kids? It would be one thing if, like, the kids and everyone, if it was, like, public knowledge, maybe, that these kids were in danger. But, like, the whole thing was that the mom was like, I don't want the kids to know. So, like, what did they think he was doing there? Like, don't know. watching them. Creepy babysitter just hangs out at my school. Yeah, I don't know. But it's also, like, crazy that, you know, so he's at school with uh, the baby and the walking baby. And he sees, like, the bully, the bullies pick on Max Terrio and he handles that or whatever. And then he's like, red alert, I gotta go. And he just, like, leaves the, the baby and the All walking baby with Lauren Graham. Yep. And then, I guess because she's the best person on the planet, like, she just, like, brings them all home and stays up. there until he gets back. Covered in shit. shit with the tracking. Yes. But, it's just but like, then, but then when he gets back, she leaves so quickly. Well, because she's covered in like shit. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, but this was what I was saying too. So like, she stayed there and like watched the kids the whole time. He clearly needs a shower. He goes and showers and like just lets them free in the house yeah. again. And like, they're all trying to constantly escape, and like they're in danger. And he's like, you know what? Like, I get it, but like, I need to loof on my face for sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing I said to Rachel. Like when he comes out of the thing, I was like, I, I would need. A 45 hour shower like immediately 
I mean, I think I think she does this because I think it's clear in the scene she's already kind of in love with him. She's like, call me, like if you need anything, like after you shower or or before. Like she's just like she's like, I want to yes. see you again. Yes, let's make this happen. But still, it's like you went you went so far, but like she's also running this school, and she's like, no, I'll just take these kids home. It's fine. I was thinking that too. Like when when she has like a lot of fucking free time to just be like going out and checking on Vin Diesel sitting outside. If she's like the principal of the school, I was like. I feel like that would be, like, a really actually busy job. Like, not much downtime. Like, between, like, administrative stuff and, like, kids dicking around, I'm like, you probably have something on your plate at every second of the day until, like, dismissal. Especially when your vice principal is as big of a fuck-up as Brad Garrett is, right? Yes! Because he's clearly not doing anything. No. ay 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 yeah, there was there's some there's some logistical difficulties happening in this movie for sure. This How? is what I meant when I just like when I was like, this is this cannot be the way the movie was originally written with like this many plot holes. It's also like okay, so his whole job right is to protect these kids, like stay at home, make sure that nobody kidnaps these kids because like they're wanted, whatever, blah blah blah. Yep. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna spend the next forty five minutes in like real time, like five minutes of movie time, watching one of them at play rehearsal. It's like, well, what yes, about the other this four? Like, you, don't, you don't bring the kids with you. Like, it's just you. And he's like, you know what? I might direct this play. It's like, hold on. With what time? Like, where are you getting all of this time? I don't know, man. I thought this too. I definitely thought that. I was like, I was like, what are the babies doing? Like, what are the, the walking, what is the walking baby doing right now while he's just like has hours to f- to come in and begin directing Sound of Music. I don't know, man. It's also funny to me that the whole premise of, like, why he's there is because the mom and the military guy, who is very obviously the bad guy, too. Yes, obviously, from the rip. I said this. Wait, you yeah, guys knew yeah. he was the bad guy the whole time? I've seen this yeah. yes. before, and I didn't even remember that. All right. No, no it's just, like, the setup, bad. like, like the, the, the Disney... Mm-hmm. Uh, like set the kids movie Disney movie. The guy who knows Vin brings him in. The one that has the mom trust. Blah blah blah. All this yes. different stuff. I actually thought the mom in. was in on it too. By the way, I thought that they were going to be in cahoots. Like they were like a secret relationship. Ooh, I would have like, believed that. Yeah. This movie wants us to believe that they spend two weeks at a bank just guessing. Guessing passwords. Password. <laughs> yes. And then, yes. and then when they finally get it, the bank just goes, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." yeah. They could have just sat there with a dictionary and been like, Apple, you know what I mean? Just like go down the list. And like, I don't remember the password, but it was like basically like a nickname, like a, like an angel. angel, like, yeah, angel, right? Like it's what he called her or whatever. Just like, you didn't try that in the first two weeks? Like Honey, all the kids' names, sweetie, all my nicknames, our yes, birthdays, our dogs, anniversary, all, pets, like, all the duck. We just sit there and guess passwords. I do like that. I like. I really enjoy that. There was no. There seemed to be no upper limit on how many password guesses you could have. It's not like you got like. It's harder to log into like my fucking FanDuel account than it mm-hmm. was to get whatever was hidden in this secret Swiss bank account. Yeah, I also think it's funny that like so the the secret project that they're trying to protect or people are trying to get is called Ghost, and Vin's like snooping around the house and he finds a disc that says Ghost. He's like, I got it, and then it's just the movie Ghost. Yes, I did like that. Like, and they just watch Ghosts with Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. It's just like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Well, well, that comes on the top of something else, Joey. He finds it because he's making them clean up after he comes home to a very large party that they're throwing at the house because you know he's not there. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. How hilarious is it that Vin walks into another party happening in his house and it being? Very, very similar to the one in the first Fast and the Furious. I did not think about that, but very much so. He, like, comes in, he's like, hey, everybody get the fuck out, essentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. yells, and then, like, everybody cleans up and leaves. He comes in as, like, a buzzkill. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I will say that at the, like, toward the end of the movie, when Zoe's having her very emotional moments, and, like, he goes out on the ledge with her, and, like, it's a very I-remember-everything-about-my-father kind of moment. Where yeah. Where it's just, like... Him and Brian, but here him and Zoe, and like Jordan. If you remember in Fast Five, there's a moment where like Brian's like, "Man, I'm scared to be a dad." And he's just like, "I remember, like, because I, I don't, I don't remember my dad." And Vin goes, "I remember everything about my father," and like talks about like, you know Fada. how how you he raised Dom. I know I don't like to make fun of him for that. <laughs> um, where he he like raised Dom and Mia, and like you know Brian's gonna be a good father because he's gonna kick his ass if he ain't whatever, blah blah blah. But it's a very kind of tender moment. And here it's like kind of the same exact thing, you know, six years earlier. So I guess we can say the pacifier did it first. 
Yeah. I mean, hey, I think we've kind of seen that Vin Vin does cherry pick the things he liked from Triple X and things sure. like that. There's no reason that he couldn't have been like, I like that balcony scene and the pacifier, like even unintentionally and mm-hmm. be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to put that in this movie. Jordan, you have other thoughts, other notes, other things that you liked or hated or want to talk about before we play a couple games? No, you guys even named parts of the movie that I forgot happened. Joe, other thoughts and other notes? I have a couple, just a couple more quick things. One, mm-hmm. he says, he says at one point near the end of the movie, Rodriguez wasn't left behind. And I was like, Michelle Rodriguez wasn't left behind? Ooh. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then to we really greatly strongly enjoyed um when he wrestles everybody loves raymond's brother that somebody had a john 316 sign in the background like austin 316 that made it's me pretty really fun. happy yeah it was like a, just a cute nod also that scene almost against all odds like the titular pacifier in this movie is him putting brad garrett's fingers in his mouth and like making him suck his own fingers, like he's like, oh, they call it the pacifier. Just like that's the pacifier. Yeah. yeah. What I mean, I what that didn't. It's just like you wrote that line and you did that and you think that it lined up somehow that it really didn't. It shows you the flip that you thought that it was about being a pacifier, but in reality, it was a move. It was Vin Diesel squelching all the terrorists that live in this town trying to kill these children. He is the pacifier, not the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's deep. Whoa. I know. Um, the only other thing is I thought the Firefly's cookie defense, like he teaches this group of Girl Scouts how to defend themselves against the Boy Scouts. Oh, yeah, this is was awesome. very much like the soccer aggression in Fate of the Furious, yep, where just yep. like a muscly man teaching young girls how to be warriors, basically. Also, as soon as he started the training montage, the first things we, like, we looked at each other and said, like, I can't wait till they beat the shit out of those Boy Scouts. Because, mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. was, like, the, fir- the you know exactly where it's going, and I'm like, oh, I'm just counting down the minutes now till they just, like, rip these Boy Scouts to shreds. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. It was awesome. My only other note is that uh, famously Chinese last name Chun apparently is the North Korean family. Like... At the end, when they're talking about how, like, the military guy was corrupt, but it's also the North Koreans, but their last name is Chun, it's like, it's not even close. Like, that's not even, like, there's so many, like, easy, like, common Korean names you could do, but, like, why, what? Just, like, a weird kind of, like, was that, like, leftover from a previous, like, cut version? Yeah, yeah, version, Twinkie situation happening. I don't know. Okay, okay. Let's watch the trailer. It's on YouTube, The Pacifier 2005 official trailer, posted by Movie Review EK. Somebody new on the scene 10 years ago. I don't know. They only have 200 subscribers, so I don't know how this has 100,000 views, but, you know. I'm ready whenever you guys are. Three, two, one, play. Navy SEAL Shane Wolf has seen... This is very loud. In every corner of the globe. Okay, they're selling it like Fast and the Furious a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the trailers are the same in the movie. This. Can you believe this war hero is going to have to be a dad? Uh-oh. Oh, Vin on the girl's bike in that one scene was really awesome. Pretty good. He actually looked like he... Like, I thought that he would look really awkward on a bicycle, too, and he, he no. kind of, like, sent yeah. it. Probably a stunt double, but still. They also talk about how, like, you know, the, the Girl Scout one, Lulu, is talking about how she uh, how he has boobs. And, like, yeah. this is, like, the most fit I think Vin has ever been. Like, this, like he looks great in this movie, I think. Spelt. Like, not, like, huge, but, like, very, like, just fit and, yeah. There's Red Baby. The trailer, this is so much better than the movie. Uh-oh. Red baby. Yeah, I think, Jordan, because it's cutting out all the stuff that, like, isn't good, right? Like, it's doing Yeah, like, it's all the good do. parts. Mm-hmm. Well, that was funny on the seesaw. That was cute. Yeah. I thought Him this was funny kids. when he tells war stories to her, but just, like, renames... Like this, I really like that. I giggled at this one. Here's the gearing up that I was talking about before. I do think, like we said, we I think we all agree that like this movie is exactly what you think it's going to be. 
you don't have to watch the movie, but like watch the trailer. The trailer is like Jordan's saying, it's just all the it's all the good stuff, right? Like it's just It is, yeah. Save yourself, you know, nine or eighty seven minutes. Uh oh. Oh, they're going to end with a pacifier, okay. Oh, they even give it to you in the trailer, okay. She's the best actress in this movie. Yes, middle kid. Uh, agreed. I'm, the, girl, I'm, the Girl Scout, right? Yep, I'm yeah, with she's you. She's so good. She doesn't act she's anymore. Carry, she's, she's, she's doing heavy lifting in this film, honestly. Yeah. One more game to play, the letterbox game. So for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been logged more than 1.3 million times on Letterboxd. Jordan, if you don't remember how to play this game, if you've never played this game before, it's very, very difficult. Joe can take the lead. Just guess numbers for this first part, and we're going to go from there. So The Pacifier, 2005, by Adam Shankman, starring Vin Diesel, Lauren Graham, and Faith Ford, has been seen by how many people on Letterboxd? Joe, where do you want to go? You said 200 million made. It has Vin Diesel in it. A lot of people log movies they watch with their kids. But I still if you get th- this right again, I'm gonna flip out. I, I'm I'm gonna go low, but I because I, I don't think it's a ton. Oh, it's on Disney Plus too. Okay, I'm still okay. I'm gonna go with my original guess of 85,000. Okay, Jordan, how many people do you think have logged this on Letterboxd? Um, Jim says 85,000. And okay. I don't know. Let's see. If, uh, should I go higher or lower? What do I do? I would go uh, higher. I, th- I think my next guess okay. is higher, but that's okay. just that's just help, like just a gentle help. It's probably wrong. Go ahead. Okay, let's go. No, wait. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. Would you say eighty-five thousand? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like a hundred and two thousand. All right, you are both too low. Got to go higher. Okay. Joe, what was your real first guess? My real, my real first guess is gonna be. Oh, I don't think it's much more than one hundred and two. Uh, give me one fifteen. Okay, Jordan. I must say, a hundred and eighty thousand. Jordan is very close, wow. but somewhere in the middle. One more guess between one fifteen and one eighty. One more guess, much closer to Jordan. One sixty-seven. Okay. Jordan. I'll go one seventy-five. 173,000 people okay. have seen Vin Diesel in the pacifier. Average rating of 2.5, most common a 3, then a 2, then a 2.5. How many out of those 173,000 have this list as one of their four favorite movies of all time on Letterboxd? Uh, four. Okay. <laughs> uh, 500. Uh, between those two numbers. No, um, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, 190. Still between those two numbers. 12, final okay. guess. Um, 87. Jordan has been sort of close with the entire time. It's 48. 48 people have this in their Damn. top four favorite films of all time. We're going to go to... S-T-H-E-F at Ms. Fernandez on Letterboxd, who watched this movie four years ago, did not give it a score, but just said, in all capital letters, the best film ever. But just no rating. Wow. Okay. Their Twitter is Hot Axel, so maybe they are a Guns N' Roses fan? I don't know. Maybe. But S-T-H-E-F their number four movie of all time is Vin Diesel in The Pacifier. Now, I have connections to both of you for number one. Joe, it's something very recently that just ha- that we talked about. But Jordan, I'm going to give Jordan a little nod because I think, Joe, you're going to get number three much easier. Okay. Jordan, what is your favorite gif of all time from a movie? It's Leonardo DiCaprio with the cigarette from Titanic. Titanic number one. Okay. Okay. Nice. There was an episode. Was it was it the Titanic episode, or did we watch Titanic for wistful thinking because of that gif? Like, what was the chicken and the egg there? No, I think we watched Titanic for wistful thinking, and then during the recording of the episode, I watched the gif repeatedly. 
there's a gif of him just sort of like mulling this cigarette around in between his lips and his tongue and like it like perfectly loops. I think I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was recording an episode with Jordan and Kara and like all of a sudden I realized that neither of them were talking because they were both, uh, Jordan especially was just like watching the gif. It's just like, guys, we're, we're, we're recording an episode here. Like we got to talk about something. They're like, I'm mesmerized by this gif. Uh, interesting. It's I like perfect. that you keep using that word over and over again. So thank you. Because I was ignoring it, but sure. Number three, Joe, is a yes. movie we have covered for a different podcast. Okay. Uh, starring an actor whose name has been brought up multiple times in this episode. Zach Efron. Yep. In. Zephantine again. Zephantine again. Wow. Well, I think minimal I think if someone, help, but I mean, if, you know, if, if someone who loves itself out, right? It's either this or High School Musical, right? Like, it's like if you like a Vin Diesel Disney movie, it's like, yeah, I agree. All right, now number two is one of the most popular and most beloved films of the 1980s. I would say also right in line with these other movies, but maybe a little bit more adult, but not really. Like Pacifier, definitely not adult. Zephantine yes. again sort of aging up a little bit titanic aging up slightly this is maybe in line with titanic but beloved cult classic but also just like genuine like all class not cult classic, just like a beloved film from the 1980s breakfast club no but in that in that uber but not a not a john hughes movie no it is sorry it is a john hughes movie 16 candles no it's it's not I would say that the Uber is not the brat pack. But another John Hughes movie that people love from the nineteen eighties. I, I can't tell you any I don't more think, John Hughes movies. Yeah, that movies. I yeah, same. I'm gonna know it when you say it, but the tagline clue. Okay, yes, please. One man struggle to take it easy. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. Perfect. Oh. John Hughes, not Brad Pack, though. So Titanic, Ferris Bueller, Stay Off, Zephantine again, and The Pacifier. What that's a, a good lineup. Four? I think that's pretty fun. This seems like a fun, a fun movie watcher. Yeah. Somebody that I could, somebody that I could be like, hey, like all, all four of those movies have been covered by this network: Wistful Thinking, High School Slumber Party, right. Zack Attack, and Too Fast. Yeah, you're right. That's a yeah. good point. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off too. That's like one of my favorite movies. At the end of every single episode of High School Slumber Party, the tag, it's over. Go yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. And Jordan, this is over. You go home, but thank you for being here. Guess what I'm doing? What? Watching the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio with the cigarette? You bet. <laughs> yes, I knew. Jordan, did you speak of things you watched? Do you have thoughts? If the answer is no, that's fine. Do you have any thoughts on Fast X? Yeah, okay. I watched the trailer again before this, in case you asked. Okay. Okay. And my problem is a Vin Diesel problem, because I told I told Joey, he's like, oh, did you watch the trailer? Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. And I was like, you know, when I watched it, and I immediately forgot about it. And then I watched it again, and the reason I immediately forgot about it is because it's so dom-heavy, and I don't care. But every time, mm-hmm. every time they show stuff with other people, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch Charlize and Michelle Rodriguez fight. Like, yeah, I want to watch that. Like, yeah, I want to watch – who is Han with? In the, he's with Jason Statham in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah, yes. I want to watch that. But it's like, I don't care at all about dom. And – and so like between that and like the amount of what looks like cgi to me i'm just like i yeah my brain so kara messaged us and she said because we did like an hour-long episode the day the trailer dropped and her thing is she's like did you guys notice how cgi'd vin's skin is yes kara was right on the same wavelength i didn't i didn't until she like until she like nailed it like he doesn't even look like a person anymore it's very smooth it's very very smooth <laughs> for some reason, and that and like that like like the whole thing just has this like look now that like legit like my brain can't deal with like I I can't process it. Is it a move that you will see in theaters, or are you going to just like do? You, are you not really in a rush to see it? I don't. I don't. I don't. If like if I read a really good review of like if I read a v- review that says it's like really fun, I'll probably see mm-hmm. it. But otherwise, like, I don't think I care because I didn't like, like I didn't have a fun time at the last one. Mm, like okay. I'm glad Han came back, but like, I couldn't tell you anything else that happened in that. You got to drive down and see it with us. You can, you're welcome I to. I thought about it. We still have two tickets that have not been claimed yet. Just think about it. Don't answer now. Just think about it. Just think about it. 
Um, all right, our next episode, Joe, next week is Life in the Fast Lane, number eight, Too Fast, Too Furious, minute 83. Once again, still driving, but we're going to get to the scramble sooner or later, right? Like, there's going to yeah, be distractions coming to. soon. We have to. But that's next week. Then we got Hobbs and Shaw the week after with Montez. And then the next pit stop we're doing, the next Vin Diesel movie, one I have not seen. So there's been a couple this lap that I have not seen. The Pacifier, one of them. This next one, also one I've not seen. Jordan or Joe, have either of you seen the film Find Me Guilty from 2006? Not at all. No. Haven't even heard of it. No okay. idea what that is. I know the genre, which might surprise you. We'll, we'll talk about that in three weeks. But fan favorite Garrett Smith will be on that episode. So we'll be talking about that in three weeks. So stay tuned for that. But between now and then, like we said, Life in the Fast Lane and Hobbs and Shaw. But Jordan, thank you so much once again. Is there anything that you want people to know about you? Anything you want to plug? Anything that you want to be followed? Anything like that on the internet? Yeah, sure. I'm on Instagram at JordoPC. Um, you can go there to see me doing a bunch of uh, usually crazy tricks, circus tricks. Um, I also now work as a personal trainer virtually. So hit me up if that's a thing you want to do. I'm super oh. fun and awesome. That is kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And people can just slide into your DMs. Totally. Cool. I mean, also, if you want to learn acrobatic stuff virtually, I got you there, too. But, you know, less people usually want that part. But if you want to learn a handstand in your living room, I got you. Cool. Very, very cool. For all things acrobats and handstands in living rooms, you got to keep... Oh, God. When I I don't ramp into the thing in the normal way, I can't figure out... Go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast too forever, or at too fast too forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at too fast too forever.com and our store at too fast too on on T Public. We got rid of the domain, you know. Yes, it. yeah. Uh, and come back at next the end here. Week. Well, I, I was leading into it with kind of the joke, and then I lost my footing, and then I forgot. I went to the, the rhythm, and the rhythm was outdated, and the rhythm is going to get you. But anyway, come back next week for Life in the Fast Lane. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Jordan Poland clark and we'll tell you all about it. When we see you.